What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from Origin.com back with another episode of the North American Weed Podcast. We're looking at the best in legal cannabis across the map and beyond. Today, joined by special guest John Shute of Puff Creative. How are you doing today, John? What's up, Mitch? And the Respect My Region crew. So happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on here and rocking with us, my guy. I've seen you around the map a couple times over the last few months, and I'm sure it's not going to be the end. Uh, but we'll get into Puff Creative, You're the Colorado-based uh, marketing and branding agency here in a bit. But first off, I ask every guest what's their kind of start in this journey with the plant, the plant being cannabis. So I'm kind of curious, your your origin story with weed, man. Totally. Um, well, I grew up in, in, in southern New Jersey. Um, so at a very young age, uh, I was told that cannabis was the devil's lettuce. My parents were super against it because they didn't want me to get in trouble. Um, and then I think I first consumed cannabis when I was about 13 years old uh, with my friends and I fell in love with it right away um, for a number of reasons. And I uh, did it for about like a year or two and then I got in trouble, like one of my friends got in trouble. So then I ended up getting in trouble and then you know, people weren't allowed to hang out with me anymore. Uh, so that definitely messed with like my mental health and things, you know, in high school and um, was totally judged. And it wasn't until, you know, later as cannabis became be becoming medically legal and I did a lot more research into why maybe I enjoyed it so much, you know, for things like my ADD, uh, my creative side, uh, things along that nature. Um, I also was doing research into how it was helping with like opiate addiction and pain management and things like that. Um, so right after I got my master's degree, I was the manager of a nightclub in South Florida and um, didn't really feel fulfilled. And at the same time, uh, I lost a bunch of friends and family to opiates, actually. And um, that was kind of the tipping point for me to kind of bringing my uh, professional skill set and also my passion into the cannabis industry and that was just over seven years ago now um so honored to be in the industry and to just be on podcasts and platforms like this just talking about uh the plant it's it's, it's amazing i never thought that this would happen in my lifetime so it's kind of a beautiful thing i appreciate you sharing that man yeah it's uh it's crazy that the that the world, you know, the cannabis world can combine with the regular world. I know you and I have had some conversations about that in a few places. Um, but I'm kind of curious, man. You know, you're 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 a skateboarder, but you got an MBA, man. So what what was uh <laughs> what what was the the early creative outlet? And at what point were you like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna double in on the creativity kind of kind of in business? Was it just like a natural passion that you had, or or when did that kind of start? You know, I think that it was a natural passion my whole life, but I think just being wrapped up in that like New Jersey mindset and kind of brainwashed to an extent kind of kept me from fulfilling that passion. Um, like I was always a pretty good student and I was a really great athlete and I kind of left skateboarding and music and stuff for to be a professional athlete and get a scholarship in college. And, you know, I tore my shoulder, you know, ended up, going to a different college i you know lost my full ride i had full ride from baseball and uh ended up not pursuing that and then you know as soon as i got to to college um i started pursuing uh art i started pursuing music 
um, things along that nature. And um, after I graduated college, I, I kind of continued on that path. You know, I was um, just bartending and snowboarding every day. But my wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, she was in law school. Um, so I was hanging out with law school students all the time who were basically talking me out of going to law school. And <laughs> I had this opportunity to get a master's degree kind of fell on my plate. And I, I took it. And it was for a uh, uh, project. Ma I, I went for project management. It was all online. And at the time, uh, people were very judgmental of the online uh, MBA. And uh, definitely people judge me. <laughs> and now looking back, it's literally the best decision I made in my life because that's, that's how I run every business that I'm a part of is, is digital project management. Um, <laughs> So right, right after I got my, my master's degree, um, I ended up becoming the marketing operations manager at this nightclub in Florida. Um, my, my, my family owns actually, their manager was stealing money from them, like maybe $100,000 like that year. Uh, so they got rid of him. I kind of took a like, step into his role. Uh, their marketing was garbage. So I, I took over the marketing, I took over their operations. And it was before Instagram, uh, had stories and it was just like the 15 mm. second video it was just when snapchat came out and i got really creative i had like maybe sixty thousand views a clip on their snapchat uh wow. and a, a day and i was creating uh videos um for the instagram from and the rest of their marketing from the snapchat i would like download those videos turn and people weren't really doing that then so i I, I do think Instagram did take my idea uh, with the stories a little bit and like the, the their whole how they modeled the, the next 10 years. But, you know, yeah. I'm not going to take them to court or anything. <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of like the point in my life where it all kind of came together. You know, I was like using cannabis. Um, I was implementing my professional MBA and background. So, <laughs> Sorry for my daughter crying in the background. Um, oh, I know that line. And, uh, you know, and I was I was really bringing it all together. Um, but like I said, I, I didn't really feel fulfilled at that time. And, um, you know, it kind of just led me into the, the cannabis space after that. So. Yeah, a, a creative that can master project management, man, that's a, that's a rare... Uh, skill set, right? Like a lot of creatives are, are kind of scatterbrained. So I was honestly, one of the questions I had wrote down was like, how do you handle, you know, handling projects and lead generation? That's was one of the first things we were talking about right before we went live, right? But as running yeah. a business and, be, and being an owner, you have to acquire new leads, but you also have to manage existing product projects. So how do you kind of manage both of those aspects? Like one and that steal your time? Um, you know, I, I got to be honest, it, it's my team. Um, you know, I, I got to a point where I was actually project managing all of our projects and then dealing with all of our leads. And um, it was killing me. Uh, I couldn't do it all at, at once. So, um, you know, my business partners and I and my team, we made some internal adjustments and we set up some really great project management tools. Um, so I actually teamwork uh, a lot of the project management with my business partners. Um, my business partner, Seamus, is our creative director. So if you're doing like logo design and websites and mobile apps and things along that nature, um, 
you know, branding, like you're dealing with him and he's going to lead that charge. Um, my business partner, Katie, uh, if you're doing social media, you know, SEO, anything ongoing, um, she's leading that charge and, and dealing with that. Um, I pretty much am the person that folks deal with to set up um, all the other higher level strategy. Um, if it's a really big project, like a really big contract, then I'm like double overseeing the project management and making sure we're reaching like higher level timelines and stuff. Um, but yeah, I really couldn't do it all without them. Uh, yeah, people are dealing with me for a lot of the negotiations, setting things up. So it's like really long term. Um, and that's really a big angle that we're taking right now is, hey, like you could take a shortcut to your marketing and, you know, work with an agency for a quarter of the price or half the price. But, you know, eventually you're going to need to work with someone like me and you're going to have to respend all that money and time. So why not just really set this up right now and think it through the right way? Because it's actually going to not only save you money and time, but make you way more money mm -hmm. in the long term. Um, so that's really the, the approach we're taking now. And I'm really grateful that we've been able to set up our system in a way where it's just a well-oiled machine now. Um, and we're really flexible and able to adapt quickly because our, our internal team who works under us have, have all been with us for a while. Um, we, we focus mainly on organizational culture and mental health. Um, you know, like we actually just, anyone who's on our health insurance right now, we just took over full payment of that, which I'm like, as of today. So I'm like super proud of that because, mm -hmm. um, my, my team is just everything to me. And I've seen other agencies and a lot of other businesses in general out there, um, not take that approach because it actually is a bit of a harder approach to take. If you focus on your business organization and then like the quality of the clients that you're working with. Um, but we've taken that approach and it's actually really starting to, to pay off for us, even though it's been, uh, it's been quite the headache and a, a bit of a hustle to get to, get to that point. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of upfront time, education and cost, but obviously it's, a, it's an investment and an investment into your people, which is worth it, you know, more often than not. What, what are some of the, like the typical projects that you guys are running i know obviously you got full service and do a lot and you just mentioned kind of three main departments that obviously have multiple subcategories underneath it but what what's kind of your your typical scale that you are or typical offerings that you're working with clients on um it's kind of across the oh my god sorry it's all good um <laughs> give me one more second i'm sorry no you're good man you're good i, I got the little one too i know how it goes the real life example work work from home. I know, I know, I know it all too. Don't even apologize, man. I know it all too well. Oh man, I know. We like strategically plan like for this podcast too. It still like didn't work. Um, but uh, but <laughs> so you just got the love, you know. Someone just dropped yeah, the comment. Yeah, I love it's the real life. The background, real life. That, that, we keep it real over here. That's that's for sure. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, I would say like if you're thinking like percentage of like where we gather most of our revenue, um, it's getting people, it's holding down the foundation for people's platforms. So a lot of our business is like getting people set up with um, logo and branding and brand books and messaging and, and packaging and then custom website design development and then taking them to market with, you know, SEO, social media, things along that nature. Um, that's, that's the sweet spot and that's where a majority of the revenue is made. Um, we work in about like 20 different states, 
uh, probably have like in three, three or four countries now and have mm -hmm. about like 50 to 60 clients probably a month, uh, you know, under the umbrella. And that, that grows and goes up and down sometimes. Um, but a lot of the cool things that we've been adding and that we're really building out right now, um, one is uh, we're adding, we've added trademarking to the process because mm. we've seen a lot of people have to like redo their name and like haven't actually thought out like their domain, their social handles, their trademark and the long-term version of that. There's a lot, there's a lot of risk with that because if you build out your whole platform and spend all this money on like signage and pa packaging and um, you know, things along that nature, you know, it's uh, it gets tricky. Um, another few offerings we've been doing, uh, we just started rolling out like some PR, but just really for certain people who have the right story. You know, for example, a, a hit that you actually ran for us was the gentleman smugglers. Mm -hmm. Um, I see Terry's asking who's a big success story. Um, they're, they're just getting started, but they're one of the, uh, probably projects I'm most proud of that we've done, you know, since we started and, um, you know, they, they, they basically supplied the entire East coast and half the country. Uh, with cannabis from the caribbean and jamaica and columbia uh, from the 70s and 80s they spent 11 years in prison under the kingpin statute um, and now we're working on a documentary series start launching a cannabis brand um, we help them with everything except for really name selection um, so really really proud of that um, we've also we're about to launch a, uh, a mobile application program which we're really proud of too um there's some really great actually uh, mobile application offerings these days in the cannabis space um our our angle is like if you have you know 30 to you know 100,000 active website users every month um you know you should maybe consider ours uh, because we do a custom you know we build everything around your tech stack and we don't just do retail we can build really apps for anyone um like mm -hmm. we we're, for example today we're working with uh, just a a company who found this through cannabis, but they're just like a, like a health company. They're not even uh, a cannabis company. So really stoked on that. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of stuff too. Like social media, it gets so deep, like, you know, with photo, video management, who's taking care of DMs, you know? Uh, so we kind of have different packages that we do and customize for clients, depending on their situation. Um, animation and video is just becoming huge. You know, you guys are mm -hmm. kings of that. Um, so we've really been diving deep into that, but, um, I would say the coolest thing that we're working on, uh, with some companies like, uh, like connected, uh, in California and they're, they're in a few other States. I think they're like the biggest brand, one of the biggest brands in California, right. um, companies like rebel spirit, uh, they're Oregon's number one pre-roll brand going state to state. Um, there's a dispensary chain in California, Oregon, and uh, New Mexico called elevation. Um, those are a few examples of like bigger companies who are established, who are working with us to set themselves up for the future. So we've taken a look at how their whole entire website and digital platform structured. So we're building their websites and their UI and their UX. So it's built for them to go the state to state. Um, so as they grow and expand, they're not only easily getting that message and that user experience around, but they're able to actually capture IP the right way. Um, there's so many great companies out there uh, who haven't really been able to capture and you know monetize their IP properly. Um, but that's the aspect where things about cannabis is like it's not normal business workflow. Like so a lot of times, especially if you started your cannabis business like a couple of years ago or 10 years ago, the biggest thing was just like getting set up 
finding the right partners, getting into a shit ton of dispensaries and then figuring it out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, now that things are like starting to fall into like a, a system here, even though it's still a shit show, um, you know, it, it is good to start thinking about how to set yourself up for the long term, how to monetize IP. Um, you know, the big MSOs, you know, they're only going to get bigger. You know, they're only going to get better. So all these little things, you know, that I'm talking about and just going on this rant here about um, really are going to add up in a couple of years. You know, you look at website analytics, we track MSOs in every market against our competitors. They have like a couple hundred thousand backlinks to their site from like mm -hmm. authoritative resources, you know, let alone how many menu pages and like the 12 markets they're in. So from an SEO perspective, you got you got to put that time and effort in just to pop up on Google and be somewhat competitive here. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess that was a long-winded answer, but I hope that made sense. No, it was, it was perfect. <laughs> a answer answered a couple questions. Uh, uh, to be honest, that I had down because definitely definitely interested in some of the ways that you're working with people and, and kind of that importance. And, and you also answered a little bit about like what they're missing, right? Because that. The, the MSOs are, are, are generally have more money, so they're able to pay for PR, which generates backlinks. And then obviously yep. they can might have an in-house SEO person and they might even have a multi-person SEO team where they can really focus on links and something I, that we've learned from being a media company um, of just ranking for keywords in cannabis. It's gotten significantly more difficult over the years where it used to just be a Leafly, a seed finder, maybe a weed maps. Now there's all these menu platforms. People are building custom yep. menus. The competition for just product brand uh, and strain level keywords is getting, you know, I, I always say like wide and deep. And so there, yep. there is that that urgency to build it out, you know, not that yeah. there's not not to grab it in the future, but right now that window of really grabbing it, it easier it, or quicker is is diminishing. Yeah, time, time and from an SEO perspective, time is always kind of working against you. Like the sooner that you have, you know, a well designed and developed website and a formal program in place and the right tech stack the quicker google's going to start trusting your site and you're going to start popping up on those, those search engines um to the to the point you know msos yeah they have it they have it good digitally because of how much just you know real estate they have online but the difference is is that i like working with brands to help them build out their stories and rethink about that foundational aspect because mm. you really can make that consumer in those markets choose you over them by differentiating your story from like a passionate and community perspective um and you know but it's still it all ties into it, it all comes together like that's literally all we see and all i do is like trying to tie together these pieces of the puzzle for people because every part of this puzzle every little aspect of it really matters um you look at reports and I'll answer Benjamin's question about advertising. Um, there, you know, outside of Google and Facebook, there's some really great advertising options out there that might even be better. <laughs> um, just to be honest, uh, for for certain dispensaries, because of some of the loopholes you have to jump through to get a conversion rate. Um, that being said, I've heard Mitch talk about this before on podcasts and in his LinkedIn writings. Um, you can set up safe landing pages on domains and crawl your sites and be super safe and get Google ads to go through as a dispensary, um, you know, which, which is cool. Uh, we just noticed as of recently, they've, they've actually tightened things down and we've been getting a lot more flags pop up than normal, which is unfortunate. 
Um, with Facebook, uh, if you set up your e-commerce for swag or something along that nature the right way on the safe domain, um, that's another way to get social media ads to go through. But again, you're going to have to spend a lot of money. You're going to have to jump through some loopholes and it's going to be a bit tricky. Um, but that being said, we have plenty of clients who do those things. We have plenty of clients who use just other uh, advertising options out there in the cannabis space. And, um, you know, when you're doing ads, you're doing SEO, you're doing social, you're doing backlinks, you have good branding, you have a well-designed website, you do community efforts. Um, you will prevail uh, right now, at least from what we're seeing. Um, all of our clients are very, very competitive and and trusting our advice you know when they allow us to give it and you know i'm really grateful for that right now so it's been it's been it's been really cool um going through this process in this this industry because it's uh it's a wild one yeah the, <laughs> the never-ending shifts of of advertising and that's yeah and absolutely you know there's opportunities out there but it is a lot of loopholes and then for every little step it's essentially like you said like you mentioned the first thing you said is hard to pin down the conversion rate because when you enter these middleman things it's like we have the click through to the one page and then it's the click through to the other so it's not a straight yeah. not even a straight click through rate let alone conversion it's a little bit more of a complex formula it's, with with yeah drop off and, and it's <laughs> tricky man we it's yeah we we try to look that's why I, like i love talking to people about their tech stack because like yeah we do we we love google analytics obviously uh, we use moz for our seo reports which i i love i love their reports but i love stacking them up with the pos with the online ordering data cross-referencing them all and then really jumping to conclusions based off all that data because um, there's some really good stuff out there but it, yeah it's just it's a bit more tricky to make like an, uh, a long-term educated decision and even pr prediction uh, in some cases based off that data um, but there's there's some really good analytical companies out there that have some great integrations that we work with that you know we we have clients that are doing well and making predictions before they happen which is which is tough, but it's possible. And what do you what do you think about like just advertising in general? What are some of the outlets you see as far as you know customer acquisition? Because right, like SMS, I think for me personally is like one of the better better spends. Like tech, email or text, right? Like I think generally anything that's e commerce or a measurable marketing spend, those are pretty great. But those yeah. only work if you have databases to work, right? You can't just yeah. SMS. Let me. There's totally. that aren't quite ethical, but you can't ethically SMS people that, you know, you don't already have an existing database. So what are some of the ways digitally that you like to work on, like building those databases? Totally. Yeah, I love, I do. Yeah, I agree. I love SMS and email and even, yeah, like push notifications with apps. But again, like to get to that point where it's going to be effective is a, uh, is a journey. Um, I think, you know, for any type of outlet marketing or advertising or PR, especially before brands launch, like right now we have a few brands who are about to launch, a few dispensaries are about to launch. So they're doing um, different display advertisements uh, in, in different markets targeted around, you know, their locations and their target demographics and driving them to loyalty pages, you know, like a, like a Spring Big or like an Alpine or some along that nature. Um, and then, you know, we segment those audiences, you know, based off when they signed up or if you're in multiple locations or something like which location that might be or something like that. So we, we love using display ads. You know, I love, I love the organic social effort. Um, 
you know, besides that, you know, there's, there's print efforts, there's like billboards, you know, we do like influencer marketing in some markets too. Um, but those types of things are like market to market and really mm -hmm. client to client. And, um, like clients that are on like a bit more of a minimal spend, you know, I will suggest doing, you know, display. It's really great. It helps boost the organic efforts on the site. Then you actually are like being purposeful in your marketing by collecting that IP and data. Um, clients who have bigger spends, it's like, let's do display, let's do PPC, let's do print, you know, let's, let's do it all because it's really going to make a difference, especially like prior to launch. Um, so I, I also encourage uh, people like, you know, social media, it's a, it's a great tool if you use it the right way. Um, mm -hmm. I think it, if you can do creative campaigns to get people to sign up for like your email and text list, whether it's like giveaways for concert tickets or like a lot of people in Colorado do like snowboard gear, um, you know, things like that are great. Also, I mean, you're, you guys are like the king of content and events, but if you can just keep pumping out content and, and go to events and especially sponsor events before you launch, before you open. So like people are on the list, they know who you are, they've seen your brand and you can send that out a text blast. Hey, we're in the market. You know, there's great products and there's great people that you met at that event. It's time to meet us and see what we're working with type of thing. So um, it's situational, but you know, those, I guess those are a few examples of stuff that we're kind of doing all the time for, for people who are just gathering their, their IP and data. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, I like, I like all of those strategies. And I think that's like a key that, that a lot of, I mean, people are starting from my perspective, a lot of people are starting to understand, but there's two different marketing funnels, right? There's like working your database or your existing, you know, customer retention, and then there's customer acquisition and thinking of them separate things, especially early yep. in cannabis in Washington. To me, it was like, every time you talked about cannabis marketing, everyone was like, I would immediately skirt over can you know customer acquisition or just think every spend that's the direct ROI and it's like you know there's the you know it's a funnel right it's the basic funnel oh yeah awareness consideration conversion I mean that's the simplest way to to, to slice and dice it but having and that's a campaign that comes at each tier yeah and and that again that comes down to like some early like you can get ahead of that like very early on if you like understand your location if you understand who your target market is that makes like those spends and that type of strategy that much easier. Cause you're like, mm -hmm. Oh, like, you know, here's our competitors. Here's where we're located. Here's like where all these potential customers could be, you know, you can develop a whole ad and SEO and PR strategy, social strategy, just based off that alone. Then you identify who your specific target customer is. Um, you know, now, now you're kind of cooking with gas, um, you know, dispensaries. It's really, depends on the state depends on the town depends on a lot of factors <laughs> but i feel like at this point i pretty much competed in every type of situation that you could be in like first the state you know in a, in a saturation of 30 in like 10 miles you know mm -hmm. we've done it all there's ways to there's way to differentiate yourself but it takes it takes time and thought and like work and money you know you can't you can't really beat around the bush um, if you want to do it right, in, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I don't want to get too, too off in the weeds on just dropping game for everyone, but obviously you got the dispensary project that you're working on, something from the ground up that you'll have some control in. So I'm curious kind of how this process has been and, and what, what, what's your excitement level for, you know, obviously you're going to keep servicing clients and working with clients, but this is a, a is a opportunity for you to kind of be all aspects of it, be the client, do the marketing, do everything. What, what's, uh, 
what's kind of your excitement level for this next project? For sure. You know, I, the, the, the Stoke level is high. Um, the, the retail location we're going for in, is in New Jersey, uh, where I grew up. So, um, I think in the cannabis industry and in New Jersey in general, you need to approach things with very high vibes and very low expectations. Um, so I have, I have very big plans for our retail space. Um, I think uh, a lot of people are starting to get intrigued by like what I'm writing about and talking about because I have, you know, seven plus years of the marketing experience, but now I've gone through, you know, the entire application process and, raising money and dealing with real estate and dealing with like local municipalities and mayors and things like that. So, um, the plan is, yeah, we want to continue crushing it for our clients and for anyone who's look, looking to work with us. Cause we really do know what we're doing. And especially now of all times, I think that this is probably the most critical time in cannabis. Um, you know, if we, uh, like right now we just started construction, uh, we just submitted a cure resolution, which, the state was asking us for, for more financial information to prove we could actually open, uh, which is pretty standard. So we're hoping they get back to us soon. Um, once we open, uh, you know, it's in the same zip code I grew up in. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much a dream come true. It brings everything I've done the past like decade of my life full circle, you know, going back to provide my friends and family with safe access to cannabis in the place with that, I was judged <laughs> in mm -hmm. my entire life, you know, up until I started this, even when I started Puff Creative, like people were like, cannabis marketing, what? Like, <laughs> dude, you know, like you're going to fail, you know? Um, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like a slap in the face to those people who doubted me too. Um, but I have all the best intentions with it though. You know, I want, I want to change their minds and their hearts and show them like, Hey, I got in this for a reason and this is why, and here's the result of that. Um, so, you know, we plan to, I'm already talking to mayors who have opted out in the surrounding towns. Um, so once we open, we're going to plan to go into the surrounding townships. Um, you know, a lot of towns I see uh, that I've talked to you have opted out because they didn't want to deal with a corporate entity and there's no, there's no one locals. There's no one local who knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my group and my team, we're coming in, my partners have retail experience and consulting experience and architecture experience. So, um, you know, we're coming in, we're looking to provide a local, genuine experience to consumers and just do it the right way, community focused, education focused. Um, but the whole time, you know, I, I still want to pursue Puff Creative and, and, and provide this knowledge and this experience to, to the world. Um, like I said, from the start, we know we're, my, my business approach and anyone I work with is always going to be genuine community focused, organizational culture focused. And it's, again, it, it's the, it's, it is the harder route to take sometimes in this cutthroat industry. Um, but that's what we intend to kind of spread that love, you know, for, from both sides, the agency, and then now having the opportunity on the retail side. And I would love to carry respect my region flower in <laughs> our dispensary when it opens. Um, and that being said, you know, we, we, we are talking to local processors. We are picking up more clients in New Jersey too, um, which is really, really cool. I just pitched two big people today actually. And, um, we are going to plan to launch our own brands. Um, we already have some really cool creative ideas. I can't wait to share with you because you will get a kick out of some of these ideas. Mm. Um, but it's one foot in front of the other, you know, like I said, high vibes, low expectations. So 
you know, all these ideas are, are written, everything's kind of in this roadmap, but um, it's one foot in front of the other. You know, once we get approved, you know, we're gonna just focus on opening up this first location. And then from there, sky's the limit, hopefully. Mm -hmm. I love <laughs> if, that, man. If Circle K doesn't get us. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, if Circle K doesn't acquire you, you know. <laughs> I just saw some backlash on that today, actually yeah yeah they're going they're going nuts about that right now <laughs> i don't know pr doing what pr does man yeah <laughs> the wild thing uh well shoot man john i really appreciate you hopping on here today man for those out there looking for more information puffcreative.com p-u-f-c-r-e-a-t-i-v.com anything else you want to plug real quick before i get you up out of here man uh no just shout out to you guys for killing it and just being my friends you know I, I got mad love and respect for you guys um one thing i i do want to throw out there for for um some folks who are listening in or tuned into this is i did just drop a blog about the best approach to cannabis retail marketing during the application process mm -hmm. i think there there's some information in there that is worth a, a look um so anyone who's interested in that please please take a look and um, I'll actually be plugging Respect My Region in my next blog about the grand opening. So um, keep an eye out for that too. Bless, man. Appreciate that. That's free game out there for folks from, from an experienced dude. And, and appreciate all the gems and jewels you dropped on here. Um, you know, shout out you being a, fa a family dude handling business as well, man. I, I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, well, well thanks, man. I'll I'll see you at BizCon. I take it. Yes, I will be. At, yeah, I just booked my my trip, so I will be there. Let's definitely hang. Yeah, I got I got to I got to handle my travel yet, but I'll be out there, man. I'm not. I don't have a ticket to the conference. I don't have a ticket yeah, to the I'm, conference. I'm not so. bringing the deck, but you you and I, I owe you a skate session one of these events, man. I'll bring my board, and we can just take turns and play a game of skate or something. So. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll tape the ankles, but I'll be ready. <laughs> all right man well i appreciate you john this is the north american weed tour podcast for everyone tuning in we are running another episode today here in like 20 minutes so come back around if you still got time and we'll be back with more content later this week this is john shoot of puff creative north american weed tour podcast we out peace